louder. Welcome back, guys, to the 11th episode of the NXT Evolution. I'm your host, Eddie Shepard, and I'm live via Zoom for the first time we're doing it this way. Travis Lasseter. Yeah, tuck, tucked in his uh, king-size bed, Travis Lasseter. Got the covers all around me real nice and snugly. It is fall here in East Tennessee, so it's getting a little, little nipply out at night. Dude, it was cold. We uh, we had baseball and uh, softball, and uh, it's pretty nippy out, pretty nippy out. Yeah, so we we took a short little break. Uh, I needed the break. We were doing too much shit. Uh, mentally, man, I was just burned out. Um, just too much stuff going on, and you've been... Uh, like out of town quite a bit you were in myrtle you were in north carolina for work so for us it's been really hard to get back together so right now this is kind of the best way to do it we're just recording super late hey and this could become a new normal i mean saves gas everything else we'll see how it goes may have to go back in person you never know makes this makes things a little easier because you could fit it in at any time kind of thing yeah that was my thought process it's just easier to do after the baseball games and everything i gotta sneeze guys and then on top of that, you know, uh, I have been out of the, out of place with family stuff in North Carolina, my job, and then had a little quick tr- trip to Myrtle beach, you know, uh, free places to stay, make it easier to go places. So definitely we'll say that <laughs> uh, since, um, la- since last time we recorded NXT is already starting to revert back to black and gold. <laughs> I mean, are we going to have to just, maybe we should just cover the, uh, 2.0 and then. <laughs> No thank, no, thank you. <laughs> and NXT UK is no more. Uh, I mean, I think that was kind of a thing we were talking about last time. Uh, a lot of changes in the wrestling world. On, uh, I think it's going to be for the better. Uh, yeah. The more we go into stuff. I'm really excited. Unless you're, a- unless you're AW and you want to get out of that contract. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, and really quick, man, they announced War Games at Survivor Series, which I'm really excited for. I just want to hear what we can they just record William Regal saying it and just not say it's William Regal and play War on games. War games. War games. <laughs> but yeah, guys. So before we kind of get rolling, this episode of NXT is from August 29th, 2012. Uh, if you're pulling it up on your Peacock app, it's going to be season six, episode 11. Uh, kind of get all set up and get it paused right before the fireworks are going off. Uh, Before we kind of get rolling, we're going to kick to our ads and we'll be right back with you. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Oh, hello. Do you know about Project Louder? Well, let me tell you. Project Louder is home to 16 of the finest podcasts a nerd could possibly procure. They have a show for everyone. Whether you're into horror films, modeling comics, 90s kid shows, or that weird tentacle-filled subgenre you search for at 3 in the morning. So head on over to projectlouder.net and treat yourself to something truly exquisite. We believe the mat is sacred. Honor is real. And everything is discussed under pure rules. My name is Ryan, one half of the Wrestling Pierce Podcast. We review all things wrestling and don't pull any punches. We do an episode every Sunday where we go back and watch a pre-2020s pay-per-view and then talk about it in a segment we call the Retro Review. I also do an episode every Friday morning in our WIN series, which just stands for Weekend News. It gives me an opportunity to freely shoot on 10 news topics from the past week. I also do pay-per-view predictions 
and reactions to large breaking news stories like Tony Khan being the new owner of Ring of Honor Wrestling. You can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Check out our Twitter page at the WP underscore pod. That's T-H-E-W-P underscore P-O-D for all updates. Our pinned tweet has other links as well, like our merch store and how to support our show directly. Remember, whether you agree with us or not, we're right, because we are the Wrestling Purists. And we're back. Fuck Jinder Mahal. Whoa. I really want to say what Eric we said to Eric about him. And then I was like, we'll get canceled. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll finally get a break and I'll get off social media. It'll be nice. And then I was like, no, nah, I don't want headhunters coming after me. Like they've, uh, Genders. Done, like they've done Gen- a joy. Gender CF Mahal. Like they've done to, yeah, there you go. Like they've done to um, Joey Ryan. Poor guy can't even keep a fucking job now, but uh, it's neither here nor there. But yeah, guys, get it pulled up. Season six, episode 11. This is going to be whip, the, whip that cock out. Yeah, this is going to be the finals for the. NXT championship, very first NXT championship. We're going to say three, two, one, play, and we'll hit play. Three, two, one, play. Play. Ooh, fireworks, Travis. Oh. Fast forwarded to catch up to you a little bit there. So we right on the right on the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to get Jinder Mahal out of NXT. <laughs> I was about to say, thank God, this is, I think, one of the last episodes of Jinder Mahal. It's like Wrestling Ruin. We said that about the head shrinkers for half a year, and they're still around. <laughs> so, uh. They're still around. <laughs> and we get this classic intro with the great band, Cohen and Cambria. They have added some people. It's, it's pretty cool. It's obvious to see them since we've watched the first 10 where they've added people in, like Raquel Diaz and Tyson Kidd and Crazy Leo Kruger. Oh yeah, he's already there. Oh, I'm. I'm show, there, show. There, there's a guy with the fucking chicken head again. <laughs> Pete, Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Pete Rose just got tubes out. <laughs> Is that Virgil? Oh, I left tickets for Bill Buckner, but he couldn't bend over to pick <laughs> them up. Oh, first first match of the night, we're getting uh, Mike Dalton and Jason Jordan taking on Camacho and Hunico. I still think In it's a rematch. Yeah, they, they was. It, I think it's like four weeks before this. Mike Dalton and Jason Jordan came out with the W as a surprise win over Camacho and Hunico. Uh, really wild to, to think of what these two guys mean to NXT in the long run. Oh, yeah. And the, what they mean to wrestling now, too. Like the fact that uh, Mike Dalton, a.k.a. Tyler Breeze, has a training school and he's still visible with Xavier Woods on Up, Up, Down, Down, which is, you know, partial WWE channel. Um, and then J- Jason Jordan, who went on to become Kurt Angle's son, and uh, <laughs> then he was a te- he, he was in for line for a huge push and broke his neck, and now he's a backstage producer. But he was he was right in the mix with uh, um, Seth Rollins and stuff there for a while. They were tag champs, and yeah, I think they were building with- up. They were building up to an essential feud, a big feud between the two of them. Moxley was kind of involved, or Ambrose as he was called back then. Don't want to piss any. Uh, A.W. Marks, because they're probably two different people. Yeah, John Moxley bleeds. Dean Ambrose doesn't. Dean Ambrose is the wacky line. You really do hate that move, don't you? <laughs> I fucking hate it. It would be cool if he did it like once in a blue moon, but it's every match. It's a wacky line. It's crazy. Let's call it a wacky line. It's crazy. I do think it's funny that, you know, they keep trying different pairings here just to kind of see what will work, what won't. And, um, I, I think we get the best version with Chad Gable when he shows up and and he does some big things with Jason Jordan as American Alpha. Dude, not gonna lie, uh, I was a fan of Ty Dillinger and Jason Jordan. I thought that was gonna be a pretty little good little tag team, and then they kind of broke it up, and Ty Dillinger became the perfect ten, which was better for him. But that tag team wasn't a bad tag team. Yeah, they looked. That good. They, a, they had the matching gear, like it was blue and orange. I remember that. That was in the era when. There wasn't as many tag teams in NXT. That's when they were bringing in the Lucha Dragons and people like that, bringing down some stars to put some tag teams together. It's pretty wild too because, like, even like the Lucha Dragons was it wasn't the first like version of them. It was uh, was it Ricardo as um, as El Local? Was that was that his name? El Local yeah, was his name with uh, a, um, 
Kalisto. Yeah. And then you brought down Zack Ryder to team with Mojo Raleigh as the hype bros, which Zack Ryder fucking hates oh that tag God. team. I don't blame him. Can you imagine fucking teaming with fucking Mojo Raleigh? Yeah, he has a huge chain that still says Mojo, even though he's uh, been fired for over a year. Your name is Dean Mutati. It's not fucking Mojo <laughs> Raleigh in real life. Mutati's just, just as bad. Remember that time he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Yeah, because he was friends with Rob Gronkowski. And he last eliminated Jinder Mahal, I'm pretty sure. You are right. <laughs> God damn it, Jinder. Jinder just keeps popping up. Is ever, gender, I'd rather gender one. I'd rather gender one the fucking battle royal. Gender CF Mahal. Let your mind wander to figure out what the CF is. The C does not stand for cunt. <laughs> it should. <laughs> it, it does stand for a brand cunt of cigarettes. <laughs> cunt, cunt face. <laughs> gender cunt face. Look at that. Look at the roll through right there. Boom. And he catches him with a kind of like a roll up power bomb there. Cuck face. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. That's what Cuck it stood face. for. That's originally what it stood for anyway. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Eric, you <laughs> fucking person. I can't say right now. <laughs> I'm going to get canceled. We almost got canceled on King of the Ring, Travis. <laughs> I was drunk. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> good thing we had the edit button. <laughs> God, fucking Camacho looks sweaty here. His freaking light gray wife beater is now dark gray at the top. I wonder if he's going to show up and also join the the bloodline, which shout out to Sami Zayn because that was the funniest segment I've seen in a <laughs> long time. I was watching it with Landry and all of a sudden, you know, they rip his shirt off and they give him the new shirt and he starts dapping up Jimmy and he's all excited. He's just like all slapping hands and then Jay's just like, fuck this guy. So the payoff for it's going to be great in the long run when they actually uh, kind of get through it. That's what I, I want to see what the payoff is because like, Jimmy's all like for it. Jay hates Sammy. Jay's kind of turning into what Roman was <laughs> with Jay back when they feuded over the universal title back in the day. Oh, oh, nice spinning wheel kick there. Nip nice up. Tip up, yep. Which he toned down some of this, but he used a lot of it still when he was Tyler nope. Breeze. He's going to that same finish. One. Two, I think he fucked up there. I think he was supposed to get in there and, and break up the pin. Regal even brought it up that that was how he beat him the last time. Like, was he going to the well again? Yeah, and Regal also puts over that um, Mike Dalton is from Lance Storm's wrestling school. Yeah, well, William Regal's great on commentary. I, I, I love him. He's very like insightful. He, well, and he looks at it from a more of a heel perspective than most people do. So. It's, it's wild that, you know, Byron Saxon has been doing commentary now for fucking 10 years. Dude, and he's he's solid. I like he's yeah, he's pretty damn good. His voice has changed some. He had that over the top announcer voice when he started. That was pretty cool. Yep. A uh, little quick angle slam, like one, a snap angle two, slam. Three, finish. Nice fucking Jason match. Jordan fucking the middle rope there. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like trying to get out. <laughs> he's thinking about how his dad tried to fuck Shawn out like that. Oh. Oh, worst angle ever <laughs> from Kurt Angle. It was it was pretty rough. I get what they were doing. They were trying to put over Jason Jordan, but oh, I'm yeah. talking about Kurt Angle trying to fuck Charmel. Oh, <laughs> what, do mean, what do you mean try? He did. <laughs> oh, that was that was pretty bad. This is the worst stop of getting somebody to get to the ring ever. It was, he was on like his toe. And then he's like humping the rope, like, no, no, I can't get away, no. No. <laughs> it's wild yeah. to think that, you know, he's he's an he's an ooze as well. That's wild. I'm waiting for him to just come in eventually. The the face oh. that Seth Rollins is making here as we get the graphic for gender versus Seth Rollins. It's Plus he <laughs> just saw his first set of titties, like, he's yeah. Like, God, I can't wait to suck on them tits. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. I'll get the Usos out here. It's fun. The, the drastic difference between the Usos to now and then it's it's fucking wild to think about. Just like like just how they're I know this is gonna sound cool, but like how much their bodies have changed as far as like they had that flabby like Samoan body. Samoan body like everyone else did, and now they're like jacked like Roman. Oh yeah. This is before a like, lot of the uh the DUIs set in as well. This is before the the paint went to Jay, uh, Jimmy's head. 
Oh, you're right. They still, they still have the gloves on. They do. They have yeah. definitely. I mean, I know like they they wrestle in, in shirts and stuff, but they've they made a claim to be one of the best tag teams in the world. Dude, Jay's on the right, and the he is so much. He looks so different now. Like he's fatter than Jimmy, and like he's almost more built than Jimmy now. It's crazy. It is wild. Uh, oh, they're calling out the Ascension right here. I wonder if someone's going to get Pearl Harvard. Oh, because they're not showing the entrance ramp. How would you? How would you have guessed? It's pretty cool how they they they've already started to change their entrance up. Like their faces are on the sides of the LEDs, and then you have their normal video. Oh, oh Pearl Pearl Harvard. Yeah, I would have say Kenneth Cameron's face looked like he just saw Sid walk by. <laughs> you, man. Shout out to uh, Chris Russo, wherever he might be tonight. <laughs> Shirk it off and <laughs> crying into his cock-shaped pillow while he jerks off the memories of being in NXT. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that, Bram. <laughs> Guys, if you need tickets to NWA, just look up nwatix.com. Free, free, uh, free plug there. Hard Times 3 coming up. Matt Cardona going to be champion again. Here's yeah. fat, fat Elvis Pompa. Door oh. Connor O'Brien. That was sweet though. They did the finisher outside, hits his head on the ramp. The total elimination. Or is it what they call the downcast? Yeah. That's the what they downcast. I will say it makes cast you down to hell. This makes it makes them feel like a big deal because the I mean, the Usos are on television, you know, fucking weekly. And they're about to True. Uh, 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 boom, total elimination. Hit him again. That's a slow rollover. I, I dig it. Thing is, you know, he, they're only around for a few more months uh, as, as this incarnation of it because uh, Tom Latimer is gone, I believe, by October. And this is mm, towards the end of August. This is August 29th, 2012. And, and, and Tom Latimer, aka Connor, or not Connor, um, Cameron. Damn, I just said his name. Uh, but Kenneth Cameron has, has changed drastically from the first few episodes we watched too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he still to me looks like Seth Rollins. I can't like not see it. He's got more toned up and stuff though. Like now, he was like super skinny like Seth to <clears> begin <throat> with. <laughs> Elvis Pompadour. See it every time now. I hope no one steps on his blue suede shoes. That's why he's so angry all the time. <laughs> why are you angry all the time? It's because they have a light in their hand. Where is his light? Where is it? Man, I, I feel like some of these early episodes of NXT, it's just a lot of filler, um, not a whole lot of oomph into it. Like, I get they're trying to make the Ascension into a big deal. We only get three matches tonight, if you even want to call one of these matches a match. True. Like, they, they really left time, though, for the championship match, which becomes a staple of NXT as they go forward because they, they do make the title matches they give them time to do something, which you really don't want to need this much time for a Jinder Mahal match, but, you know, it's each own. And we get Big E Langston coming in action, and we get the Raw rebound, Travis. Oh, yeah. I actually dug this Raw rebound. It brought me back some memories. Brought to you by WWEshop.com. Speaking Mr. of WWE, Punk is now WWEshop.com, um, dropping no-holds-barred figures and even let anyone know. Yeah, because I would have freaking bought some. Thanks. Somebody posted it after the fact. Like, it's still going on. I went on there like, fuck you. Here's a question for you while we're watching the CM Punk Jerry Lawler recap. If Jerry Lawler would have never had the heart attack, do you think he would still be doing one shots here and there for the WWE now? Probably not. Probably not now. It's wild to think about because that happened around this time, did it not? It's not too far off from this, but he's never had another WWE match. And that's the crazy thing about it, because he was having matches regularly. Because he has a he has a damn ladder match with the Miz for, for the uh, title, and then he he has a he has he has a match at the um the pay per view before Mania for the belt on that way to WrestleMania against the Miz, year. right? Yep, yep. Because he remember they talk it's about how his mom chamber. died and stuff. Yeah. Yep. That's it. But like he he was in some major angles right up until the. The time that he had the heart attack. So, I mean, they'd probably, you know, cut him back, but it was always a good way to somebody to get a, a good win over a legend. And he made him look good 
without having to do a whole lot. Because even this match that, that Jerry Lawler has with CM Punk, and he talks about how he, how he never beat anybody but some gimmicks from Memphis. Like, uh, it's, it's a great, great little little promo and a little short program for him to have after SummerSlam. I do want to say, uh, just just for my personal taste, I am not a fan of Memphis wrestling. Nope not not a big not a big fan of it. I've watched some of you know, it's very gimmicky, and they they did hot shot a lot of things, but and nothing ever meant anything because they'd have a loser leaves town and the person come back in like six months. So we gotta pop the I house. Mean, they are, gotta pop the house, bring them back, but like. Jerry Lawler's like a 28-time SWA <laughs> champion, so but he's pretty, the king of Memphis, baby. It is pretty interesting. Like, you know, they use Jerry Lawler as a catalyst for this when you could have had, you know, a, a lower-end guy make a make a run for it and say, you know, I, I deserve a title shot. But I guess in the same thing is it's given him a rub because Jerry is the legend. I guess I get it, you know. Well, and the bad thing of it is, though, is that it also tells you they didn't have anybody in that spot. They had to use Jerry Lawler. You think about it, they didn't have anybody ready to be in that spot, which is scary to think about this time because it was still a problem they had up till recently. Yeah, they not done, having people ready. They've done a very good job recently. Just thinking about, you know, they've already put, you know, the rocket to carrying cross. They gave him Scarlet, which is a big, you know, kind of a big deal. You have Drew still ready whenever you want, want the opportunity. Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Gunther, Gunther. Yeah, you you have a plethora of guys ready at your disposal, and, it and it's a lot of guys that didn't feel like a big deal. And it may sound like we're sucking Triple H's dick. I mean, this is an NXT podcast, but um, <laughs> I mean, he's done a really good job of reestablishing some of these guys and making things feel important with and just by doing little things, not not any real wholesale changes, but even the video packages just for the U.S. title. And the Intercontinental title made them feel like such a big deal compared to where they've been. And then last mm-hmm. night, on we're recording this on Tuesday night, guys. Last night, uh, Candice LeRae popped back up. Yeah, and that's going to help that women's division. If they're going to have women's tag titles and things like that. They need more women to help fill out that roster for it. God, Big E was such, so fucking impressive. Look, look how fucking huge he is. Getting Big E making his entrance right now. This is the Big E I think of with the red singlet here. Uh, the you know the lion on the front. I like the fact that they didn't really make him a gimmick. No, nah, he was just a he was just a bat like a killer, pretty much. That was all he was like, just somebody ready to dominate, which is crazy to think about because he's kind of wearing Nation of Domination colors: Chase, the green, the red, the, the yellow, black. Chase Donovan. <laughs> I do feel like I have it in my notes here. Biggie feels like a big deal, and I love his music. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. I, yeah, I wish they'd have kept that around for a little bit longer. This match is this match is super short, dude. His chest is just fucking huge. He, he don't have a chest. He got titties. I feel like it's in a good Chase way. Donovan, a, a more in shape PJ Polacco. Yeah, he. Uh, I have a little bit of information about him. He worked for the WWE in 2012 as an enhancement talent under the ring names Jake Donovan, later Chase Donovan. He wrestled solely in NXT house shows and wrestled a total of eight matches before he was released. Here's the interesting thing about him. He would work the indies and hold tag gold with Mike Bennett and NGW alum Caleb Conley. Mm-hmm. Never really heard of him besides this. I mean, dude looks like he's in decent shape. He takes a horrible bump for Big E, and then Big E steamrolls him, Then he looks good there. And he's already getting the crowd behind him just by, by doing what he's doing. He's impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like – He's not doing much. He's like just stalking around the ring here. You know, this is in August. So the following WrestleMania, he's teaming with Dolph Ziggler against Kane and fucking Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah. And spoiler alert, he's NXT champ by the end of the year. Oh, yes. I think that there was the, like he's waiting. It's like he's the waiting precursor on to the, the precursor to the five count here. He's holding it. They haven't really started that yet, but. <laughs> he just mowed over this guy, man. He just looked looked like nothing. Like they could have put uh Colin Colin Delaney in there and it got the same effect. You're not wrong. I told you. <laughs> I'm a soldier. I do think uh 
when they do actually, you know, when we get to that point and they put the title on him, I think it's a smart move because when you look around at everybody, he's one of the most impressive guys they have. I just have never been a fan of the big ending. I just don't see how it really does anything, but I mean, it's impressive when he hits it on like somebody three, 400 pounds. Not going to lie, but just doesn't look like a big deal of a finisher. He has tits. <laughs> just <laughs> out there, huge. man. This is the third time we've seen Seth Rollins make this. He's biting his bottom lip for the ladies. Oh, titties. Mm. Gender CF Mahomes. Come face. God, I fucking hate him so much. He I is, cannot wait for him. He's gone for real. He is uh, definitely the um, my least favorite part of this podcast. I I would rather see more Chris Russo than Jinder Mahal. Dude, you know, it's weird going back just 10 years. The WWE app had just started. And now they and they pushed it every week, and now they don't even talk about the WWE app anymore. Oh, damn. All the wrestlers are coming out here. Which is weird because they put some of the people in feuds next to each other. I didn't like. Fuck you, Briley Pierce. Yes. Same blue shirt you always have. I hate you, Briley Pierce. This is, the, this is the only thing I didn't like about this. The grunting. Briley Pierce is is well, Briley Pierce is almost the same height as Big E. So that kind of made Big E look small in stature, but <gasps> little man. That's what I, that's the vibes I got. <laughs> Probably not as smelly though. Oh. Emma back there. Hadn't seen her on TV yet. Yep, right there. Right, right behind the title belt. Right next to Richie Steamboat. That was Adam Cole. No, Adam Cole, baby. But see, they have Paige next to Raquel and they're in a feud. But that I don't, I don't like that. You got Sophie Cortez or Sophia Cortez up there. It's like her last official appearance because she's fired already. <laughs> That's the road that's going to pick up the towel belt, baby, if you know what I mean. And then you got Fandango and Curtis Axel and Black Tees off to the side because they're heels, daddy. And we also get uh, Howard Finkel to make the ring announcements. Makes it feel like a big deal. I like that. Shirtless Derek Bateman. Could have done without that. Put a shirt on, man. You're watching a wrestling match. Come on. Excuse me again. Come, come on, buddy. He's and just a common man. My allergies are getting the best of me after being at the baseball fields. Shout out to the will, Hustlers. They they won their game tonight. I will say one strange thing about this is the commentary felt like it was voiced over. And oh, Jim yeah. Ross, like, he comes out of nowhere. Jim Ross doesn't get an entrance or anything for the thing, which you'd think he would. But, like, he just comes out of nowhere. Like, before they could eat the graphic up, it's just, just him talking. Which I guess everybody's wearing no shirts. Justin Gabriel's up there with no shirt on. It's kind of weird. There's, there's CJ Parker in a tie, though. Good for him. Good for him. I just, I just man, <laughs> those guys, the guys, guys got to hate this, though, because they got to stand up there for close to 20 minutes. Just yeah. watch this match on the ramp. That guy has had the same Seth Rollins for NXT sign for like eight episodes in a row now because they all taped them back to back to back to back. Right. You're right. Where's Tinder that chicken head Putting in the white hat this time. Yeah, Hills man. don't wear white, man. No, oh, man. They don't draw money either. This guy definitely fucking Not one. I can't even say you, anything you nice. Have... Like, I want to say something nice about him, and I can't. <laughs> yeah, Howard Finkel with a dye job on that goatee, though. Man, God. Super black. Oh, you see Cesaro and Oksana at the end there? Yep, yep. The flag bearer of individualism. Seth fucking God. Rollins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric wanted us to put over Seth Rollins really hard in this match. Seth freaking Rollins here. Eric Rayfield's favorite wrestler. Shout out to Eric. I'm pretty sure if he was given the opportunity to blow Seth Rollins, he would. And that's, you know, if, if he wants to do that, cool for him. I'm not that big of a Seth Rollins fan. I like Seth Rollins, but I'm not going to blow him. Oh, God. He would. He definitely would. <laughs> I need to change his name to uh, Seth Rollins Fluffer. That's going to be his name in our, our group. So I realized. I bet, my, he's, I bet his fall background is this cockpit he took that time that leaked all the internet. It should be. What we'll the message him. We need to get him on the podcast here and ask him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
Ring introductions, big deal here. Howard Finkel. I'm not wearing a wedding band. Howard, you dog, you. You were married at this time, not wearing a wedding band. <clears throat> Trying to get some of that Orlando poon in the retirement home. So, yeah, fucking Howard Finkel out here <laughs> with his wedding ring off. Fucking gender. Why aren't you cheering me? It's because you're fucking a CF, you piece of shit. Well, like I was saying, stupid, well, stupid cuck face. I was saying, you know, kind of before we uh, got interrupted here, that uh, we didn't, as I was doing my research for this this episode, I realized we haven't really talked a whole lot about how Seth Rollins ended up in the in, in NXT, have we? No, no, I don't think so. So my notes here: Seth Rollins, Colby Lopez. Made his debut in 2005 as Tyler Black, where shortly after he began wrestling for Ian Rotten. Fucky. Fucky Ian Rotten. IWA Mid-South. Ian Rotten's a piece of shit. I just want to say that. He would later win the IWA Mid-South Light Heavyweight Championship. Whatever that means. Later on, he and Jimmy Jacobs would form a tag team for Wrestling Society X. Do you remember (laughs) what it was called? Oh, my God. Yeah, I know what it is. You just go ahead and tell me. Do it for her. Yep, that's it. God. <laughs> that was one of the main reasons I bought that box. I was like, oh, Seth Rollins on the front of that. Yeah, uh, funny story. Um, Bradley Prescott's a huge fan of Wrestling Society X and Lucha Underground. It's just kind of fucking funny, which Matt, Cross was, on, Matt Cross was on both when you think about it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, like a piranha death match. It was the last fucking match of season one and the only season of Wrestling Society X. They had the piranhas in the aquarium and they oh, throw God. people in it. Fuck it, there was a lot of old people. Like, like uh, Sean Baltman was there. Fucking Vampiro was there. Judas Macias was there. He was there, yep. Uh, he would briefly appear in TNA, uh, losing to the Latin American Exchange of Homicide and Hernandez in uh, 20, uh, 2006. October of 2006. I did not realize he had a match in TNA at the time. I did not either. Uh, 2007. One shot deal. I'm assuming so. In 2007, he began working shows like Full Impact Pro or FIP, uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, PWG, and Ring of Honor, where he would form the group Age of the Fall with himself, Jimmy Jacobs, and Necro Butcher. Necro Butcher is another one of those uh, guys I just don't really care for. Which FIP is closely associated with with the Ring of Honor. It was kind of like their feeder their program, D- right? <clears throat> yeah, any of their DVDs that were produced with say like World Wrestling Network and Ring of Honor present FIP. Because CM Punk was there. Um James Gibson, which is Jamie Noble, Colt Cabana, uh Loki, Christopher Daniels, a lot of those people were there. Kind of popped the house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the Ring of Honor, that final battle in 2007, uh, Tyler Black and Jimmy Jacobs defeated the Briscoes to win the ROH tag titles. And during PWG's Life During Wartime in July of 2008, Black and Jacobs would win the PWG World Tag Titles, defeating Roderick Strong and El Generico. The amount of people that have went through the halls of Paris and Gorilla is pretty astounding. It's pretty crazy. That and Ring of Honor, man, it's it's wild to think. <laughs> Speaking of Ring of Honor, Black would challenge for the ROH title, but would come up short during Nigel McGuinness's long-ass championship reign. I believe it was, was it like 900 days or something like that? I can't remember. Close to it. It was very, very close. Uh, However, um, he kept losing. He kept coming up short, and that's what caused Jimmy Jacobs to turn on him. Uh, They would actually have a cage match to blow off their... Yeah, they would have a, a cage match to blow off their feud, and Tyler Black would win. Uh, he would go on to finally capture the Ring of Honor title against Austin Aries in February of 2010. Uh, shortly after that, he would turn heel in August of 2010. After news broke, he had signed a developmental contract with WWE. His new heel character involved him criticizing the fans who were labeling him a sellout for signing with the WWE. He also threatened to take the Ring of Honor World Championship with him. On September 11th at Glory by Honor 9, he lost the title to Roderick Strong. There's some parallels here. True. 
And I was about to say, he he carries that weird-looking Ring of Honor heavyweight title. doesn't look anything like the other ones. It's got oh, some, yeah. It's got some like, weird wings on it or and something. Say, it kind of looks like a, like a wannabe winged eagle, like their version yeah. of the winged eagle. Mm-hmm. Uh, on August 8th, he officially signed with WWE of 2010. Uh, he had been offered a contract with TNA and was rene- renegotiating with Ring of Honor, but Matt Seidel was the one that convinced him to sign the WWE. Yeah, and if, I think it's there's a couple of his little interviews or docs. He said he called Johnny Ace like one more time and was like, listen, I've got this deal for Impact, and he says, if you guys don't offer me anything, I'm going to have to sign with them. Was TNA at the time, whatever. So, and then Johnny immediately signs him. I actually went back and because I remember reading, you know, watching that too. Um, I believe that was on um, the re, re uh, redesign, rebuild, reclaim little doc they did on him, or it was mm-hmm. on the like the self destruction of the shield. It was on one or the sure. other, and he, he might have been on that. both. But he uh, he mentions that that he was very very close to signing the to, with Impact. I think he was actually probably going to re-sign with the Ring of Honor more so than anything, but uh, oh yeah, he 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 got he got signed by the by the E. Uh, he would debut for FCW in September of 2010, so just a month later, using the name Seth Rollins. During the destruction of the Shield Doc, I have it in my notes here. He flat out says he knew he was better than everybody in developmental. What are your thoughts on that? Ah, uh, I mean, I get it being confident, but. You come in and rub people are a lot the wrong way, and then that that's probably why he stayed in developmental as long as he did, just trying to break that that attitude that he he had that he was better than everybody. Because listen, man, you may have been good in Ring of Honor and and you were the world champ, but you're wrestling people like Daniel Bryan and people in FCW, and you're gonna tell me you're better than them? I, I don't know about that. I mean, you may have been better than better than the people they brought in that were you know from scratch, but there were some good people in that FCW development territory when he was there. So I wouldn't necessarily say he was the best one there. Well, it's like, it's like that thing where they said sometimes it's easier for, for them to hire somebody who has no experience and mold them in their image than take some guy and that, you know, they take twice as long to break them of their bad habits to get them to do the way they want things done. So I think he was kind of his own worst enemy there for a while because of that. And and don't get me wrong. He's, he's a great wrestler. And it's great wrestling in Ring of Honor, but it's like he used to said he used to fuss with Terry Taylor because Terry would try to give him advice, and he acted like he knew better. And he even said that he was stupid for not listening to people back then because they were just trying to help him; they weren't trying to hinder him because his attitude would have never made it on the main roster at the time. You oh know, no, Vince, Vince McMahon would have been like, "No, if oh. he's that cocky, he's not. He's not going to make it." Fucking Jinder Mahal, I fucking hate him so much. Just watching this is making me upset. I hate it. <laughs> he would go on to uh, Seth Rollins would actually go on to become the first ever FCW 15 champion, which is pretty interesting title. It's the, kind of the Jack Briscoe, it's the Jack or Jerry Briscoe title. I can't remember which one it is. It's Jack Jack Briscoe, and it's basically like a, thing. it's a 15 minute Iron Man match. So how many falls you can get in 15 minutes? So it's an interesting yeah. little gimmick title, which I think is kind of cool. And it was a medal and not a title. Like you wore, like it was a medal you wore around your neck, kind of thing. Yeah, it's crazy. He would also become tag champions with Richie Steamboat, which I think was pretty cool. And he became FCW champion, and that's where he kind of developed his feud with John Moxley, Dean Ambrose. Uh, a lot of those matches they did, you know, for the 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 fifteen title um, stem from. Um, that like their feud from for that title belt so it's, it's pretty cool um to know that you know they kind of go on to become the shield and then they go on to start feuding on the main roster it's kind of been one of the staples of probably what 2015 the year the whole year at least the second half is just seth rollins versus you know dean ambrose and like well and pretty much dean ambrose last feud is against seth when they break up the shield again and like he is wearing the bane mask and burning all the stuff in the parking lot he's like right before they get back together his main feud is with seth so they always had good matches yeah and then i mean i I don't i can't really remember a bad seth rollins dean ambrose match it's just people got tired of seeing it it was the the same problem with cena orton you saw it too many times there wasn't 
as much you could do in that short amount of time having that many matches. You can't like you have to let it breathe a little bit and then you can always come back to it. It's one of those things that like Punk talked about, you know, the stuff with him and uh, Dana Bryan, you know, they can they're like Brett and Sean when they're in the WWE. They could always go back and always know you got a guaranteed good match. So that's always something that they should have done instead of throwing it constantly, constantly, constantly and having a weird fucking finish instead of, you know, continuing through it. I do have my notes, though. I know we should talk gender. This is actually one of his better matches I've seen, but still, I fucking hate gender. That's <laughs> just a basic heel matchup. Like it's like he's just the basic heel here. He's not doing anything special, anything really great. He's just he's just a good hand, as they say. I hate him. He's an okay hand. Don't give him don't give him that good of credit. <laughs> he's in a championship match. He's got to be good, right? Mm, I would have rather seen Michael McGillicuddy versus Seth Rollins in the finals. I would have too. Or I would have loved to have seen uh even it be babyface, babyface. Richie and him would have been a good match. Yeah, they, it's just a more of that old school wrestling way. They wanted a babyface and a heel. But I think you could have had Richie and Seth, and then you're like, okay, well, who's out out wrestled the other one? And uh, it would have got over just as much, and it would have made both people, both wrestlers strong, and Seth Rollins catch him in the end, you know. Well, and like I said, I do get what they're trying to do. They're they're trying to put over this is our guy, this is our babyface guy that's going to, you know, put the company on his back, dude. Um, But, um, I don't know. Jenner is just not my, would not have been my choice. Even if it had been Seth and Drew and he had to overcome, you know, his one loss to Drew in the finals, that would have been good. It would have been good storytelling. I just think, I feel like they rushed the Drew Seth Rollins rematch with how they laid out the episodes we've watched. That was pretty cool. I have in my notes here. Do you think with, you know, our other podcast we do, uh, Wrestling Ruined, do you think Jenner Mahal would have got over as a heel in 95? Mm, probably not. He probably would have fell to the wayside because back in 95, they'd push somebody for three weeks and then you'd never see him again. Mantar. Um, Man, Mountain Man Mountain Rock, which I'm really looking forward to that Bob Backlund Man Mountain Rock match over the guitar. Really no, looking forward to that. No, nobody has ever said that ever. Jean Pierre Lafitte gets the summer, the summer of jacket. Oh, yeah. That's what happens when you have a, a fresh leather jacket. A pirate has to steal I, it. This, I just don't think gender stuck out enough to be a a, a guy in the in ninety five because he does. Look, if you look at him, man, he's just a dude in tights with a foreign gimmick. That's it. I mean, if Tiger Ali Singh couldn't get over, you think gender could have got over? <laughs> you right. I mean, that's a few years right. later, but <laughs> Tiger Ali Singh sucked. Yeah, he was not very good. I remember even as a kid, Babu. like even when I was a kid, I was like, this is pretty stupid. Watching through 99 Rawls and him getting in the ring, pulling the Ted DiBiase gimmick of making people eat dog food off of his manservant's feet and shit like that. I was like, man, this guy sucks. It's terrible. I'm glad he's no longer involved in wrestling. I do like the fact that they gave Seth Rollins the reins for, oh, that's for cool right there. Seth Rollins the reins for all of this, you know, to let him kind of be the face of the brand. Well, he's the guy like that has worried them to death wanting to be the man. So this is his chance. Like he even said he's like when they started NXT that he told them he wanted to be their champion. And Triple H told him he's like, Well, here it is. Don't screw it up. Yeah, it's funny here because at the end of this, you know, they, they do this big celebration where they're holding him up and Dusty's holding his, you know, raises his hand. They edit it to where you don't see it. Oh, he goes for a Phoenix splash, Oof. misses it. Oof. Um, they call it like a corkscrew moonsault, I believe is what they called it. But uh, in the that self destruction of the shield, Triple H is actually out there uh, raising mm-hmm. his hand, and you don't see it on the actual TV. He keeps going yeah. for this. Oh God, I got a fucking separated like shoulder. The, is that the Colossus, Coloss or something? Colossus? I, I don't know. He ends up using that later when he is <laughs> WWE champion. Oh, he's, it's kind of like that, but I think it's like a million dollar dream style, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the fact that Bo Dallas is in tights and he hasn't wrestled on the show. He hasn't had a in a while. He's in yellow fucking tights up there. 
Oh yeah, you see him can't miss him. He's over there next to Ra- Raquel Diaz. Yeah. They do a really restless leg syndrome. They do a really good job here of protecting his finisher, though, because everyone else is tapped out or passed out to the uh, camel clutch. So they do a really good job of You're protecting right. it. He's gonna slip on through. This is shit finish. On. To the other side. Unique pin there. Oh, like there we go. Oh, the move that ended Sting's WWE career. It would have been really interesting to see what would have happened if, if Sting would have got his neck hurt. He almost fucks the spot up because he doesn't bend down for him. Boom, he hits it. Yeah. The fucking blackout. He calls it the blackout. They call it the blackout. One, two, three, Seth Rollins, the very first NXT Jim Ross. champion. Jim Ross says, oh, my God, the most important night of his life. If he only knew. <laughs> it is pretty wild to see, you know, in the 10 years, what Seth Rollins has accomplished. It's true, man. He he went from this to probably the best wrestler in the world for WWE right now. I mean, he 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 has carried gimmick after gimmick. He has been the most solid player for WWE through the last two years. And he's been him, and, him and Drew. He's been the flag bearer too. Like he he goes out of his way to stick up for them. And I think I think he'll he'll end up being a lifer. Oh man, and you look at it too, like. Matches he's had with Cody, Riddle, um, even Reigns at Royal Rumble. I mean, stuff like that. He he hasn't had a bad match this year. None. I mean, he is consistent. Their most consistent performer. And it all kind of started with this. Because if he'd have went to the main roster with the attitude he had, he wouldn't be in the WWE now. No. He'd, he'd be the guy on the shoot interview saying, WWE didn't give me my shot. Well, dude, even, you know, one of the matches we have on our list is the the first um, or the shoulder stomp. That, that stomp. TLC match with the uh, Team Hell No and Ryback versus The Shield. They they Those boys show out in that match, man. God, I hate this spot. I, I hate it. All it takes is one slip and it whacks it. a kid right in the fucking face. Yeah. Oh, here they come. I feel like this is edited cut right there because oh, yeah. I think that was the spot where Triple H came out. Then he tells them to get in the ring, right? I believe so. Now, Percy Walton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Triple H is over here in the corner, I'm pretty sure, next to Dusty. Yes. He is in the in the far right corner, the back right corner, because they keep avoiding it. And then he goes out here to the crowd. He picks he picks the girl in the tank top with the big boobs. I'm sure, JR like that. Hey, single ladies. Hey, single. Hey, single. single ladies. Ring Wait. rats go get mad tonight. Pretty sure. Pretty sure if Eric Rayfield would have been there, he'd have gave him head instead. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> Travis, we finally saw the crowning of the the first NXT champion. I think it's pretty obvious what the match of the night is. Yeah, it's going to be the championship match. I don't know if I'm more excited for Seth Rollins when the belt or Jinder Mahal just to be off my fucking TV in NXT. It's an easy answer. <laughs> Thank it's, it's an easy answer for me. <laughs> <laughs> excited for Seth Rollins, but here's the thing about that moment. If you're a WWE fan in the last 10 years, that moment has been beating to your head. That That was the beginning of Seth Rollins. And you've seen it and seen it and seen it, which it's cool to see the lead up to it. But like, I guess because I've seen it so much, it's just it doesn't feel as big to me as it should. But it is a huge moment in NXT, but I just know it. And it's just one of those things they talk about all the time. Not so much now as they used to about three or four years ago. But yeah, anytime there's an NXT doc, it's all over it. Yeah. Uh, I really do love the belt. I think the belt, when I first saw it, I was like, but now it's grow- it grew on me just because it was so different from everything else. I fucking love it. And you know you're going to get a new belt now that they're going away from the 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 uh, the 2.0 and the splashy colors and black back to black, gold, and white. I just want to see what it's going to look like. That's always been my favorite belt for NXT because it was different. Yeah. The rest of them started getting round and having just the X in it and – I always liked that one because it was just different. Yeah, I like that. Well, that knocks out that episode, buddy. I uh, 
I'm really excited for this because mm-hmm. we're going to bust out the Willow names. We realize there's, I have 137 matches on this fucking list. Uh, that's even taken off the, the last wrestling uh, recommendation uh, that we had. And you said you have an ongoing list too. So, so guys, we're going to pull up the Willow names here. I'm going to spin the wheel, make the deal. Are you are you did we explain on this podcast what we're gonna do going forward? Oh no yes. explained on wrestling ruined. Um yes, I think we may have, but basically we're gonna alternate weeks. So we're gonna, you know, this week right now what we're working on. Uh we just finished, you know, ep- the, this episode of NXT. Uh however, the following week of the podcast is gonna be wrestling recommendations. Now these matches um vary between new japan and nwa i mean it's WCW, all over the place ngw e- it's, it's all ECW. over the place um but it's matches that we think that are that we that we want to recommend but we're going to start just doing it alternating weeks so after you know that episode will be nxt then we'll be back to another episode of wrestling recommendations so i have the wheel up here we are going to shuffle it and yeah, I can't it. even see, see yeah, anything there's, on there. There's so, so there's so many. Uh, we're going to shuffle it, and we're going to see what match we get. It's going right now. Yeah, go back and check out the Steiners and the Heavenly Bodies. Very underrated tag match from SummerSlam 93 for our first wrestling recommendations. In this feed, by the way. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Mm. We got Brett versus The Undertaker from One Night Only. Oh, and uh, not to not to don't want you guys going to listen to other podcasts, but Bruce Pritchard just covered uh, one night only on his podcast this past Friday, so that's very timely. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good match. It's not available on the VHS release that of WWE Home Video did. It's actually only on the network. What's or, the name, what's the name of the uh, of is it was it the, just one night only? Did they give it some kind of weird name? Like they do no. like uh, Bad Blood was something else, wasn't it? Rampage 97. Um, I'm cool for knowing that. Um, but it is actually just called One Night Only, but they they cut out some of the matches, and the only way to get the full version of the pay-per-view is, was to either buy the Silver Vision UK like DVDs, which I had for the longest time, yeah, you which did. Had, the, had the entire card on it, or it's now on the WWE Network. You can watch the entire card. But very good match, very underrated. Crowd is split. Um because Bret Hart's still the conquering hero for anybody outside the USA. The Undertaker's always over. So it's a rematch from uh, SummerSlam 97. Without Shawn Michaels as the refers. Ref- 97 is the um, golden year for me for wrestling. I, I still like 97 across the board. WCW. Um, I would even argue ECW and WWF. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better years quality-wise. It is the year that really started the boom of wrestling. Like the boom didn't really start till 98. Um, but it, but like 97 lays the groundwork late 96 through 97 lays the groundwork for everything. August of 96. I would say once you hit pretty much Austin 316, and then you hit in July, you hit, uh, the NWO forming it from there. Business is just the summer of 96 is where it's at guys. Like I have always been a fan um, of that, of that time period. And not just because all Austin's one of my favorite wrestlers There's just so much going on. There's so much in every company, like the turnover. And just, if you go back, the, you could pinpoint where the promotion started taking off. And it's something like you never seen before. And and uh, at least in our age, I mean, people can talk about it now, like AEW and stuff. But wrestling was never hotter to me from about the summer of '96 until WCW went out of business. To me, it's never been as hot. Now, wrestling matches, yes, the quality of matches have gotten better over the years, but just for mainstream wrestling was never hotter to me. You could argue the late '80s, but I don't. I, I just I think '90, the '90s was it, man. I mean, hasn't even Flair and Hogan both said that Steve Austin was the bigger draw altogether? Oh, yeah. Rick Flair says that, and even even Hogan, but you don't know if Hogan's being true or not. But um, the amount of money Austin made in his – because if you think about it, his run's not that long because of the neck injury. 
But the amount of money he made in that time for the WWE, I mean, he's responsible for bringing them out of the depths, man. Of taking the water coolers out of the Titan Towers and stuff like he he means so much to that company. Sometimes I, I don't think people fully fully grasp how much he meant to it. And then you got to think about the Rock and everybody else. But he was the he was the match that lit the the lit the fire for everything in that time period. Yeah, I agree. I'm really excited to talk about that. I don't. I, it's been a long time since I watched that. Uh, I watched that match. So I'm really excited to do a little bit of research and, and dig dig uh, pretty deep into it. Am I two for two on the wheel so far? Both, both of my matches. Um, yeah, I, I, I was a big fan of this match. Like, I, I knew it existed, but like, you got to think, like, with this tape come out and it wasn't on it, I'm like, how am I supposed to see this match? And there was no way to watch it. The, I remember the first time I watched it, I downloaded it on LimeWire because oh, you, you could download you could download wrestling matches, and I finally got to watch it, and I was like, this is a good match. Um it's just the Undertaker and, and Bret Hart have always they never they didn't have a lot of matches together, but the matches they have together are great. Even Royal Rumble '96 when the Undertaker's wearing the mask and Bret takes it off, and then Diesel runs out and messes it up. But it's it's, it's a really good match. I think it's about a twenty minute or. Fuck yeah! I'm excited to watch it, man. Uh, Travis, polish this episode off for us, man. What you got? Uh just selling stuff over there on the eBay. TGL the man twelve. Uh, putting up some more stuff. I actually just got all my childhood wrestling magazines back from home. So I am going through those right now. I actually posted a uh, red rooster article on our wrestling ruined Facebook page today that said he's looking for a cockfight. Um, <laughs> good stuff there. Probably, probably post some more stuff like that as I go through some of this stuff. But um, uh, I got a, you know, our other podcast wrestling ruined uh, just did King in the ring. 1995 got to, Got to get together and figure out when we're going to hit that Raw as war. I got to watch some ECW because fuck it's ECW time. <laughs> so I got to watch the month full of ECW. Um, extreme. And then uh, I actually, I have a um, upcoming appearance on the wrestling purists for Halloween Havoc 2000. Yeah. This, I think it's this Sunday. Uh, Fall Brawl 2000s in the books. Uh, actually just released that a couple weeks ago. The One of the better WCW pay-per-views is 2000. And that ain't saying a whole hell of a lot. When when Kiwi or Kiwi and Illich Skipper have the best match on the card, that's telling you something. Prime um, time, baby. And then uh, me and Eddie will be making a guest appearance uh, over on Brandon's other podcast, uh, Rants After Dark, a little bit of what i consider a cinematic classic you know the best halloween film of the bunch halloween resurrection uh with i don't know how he got snubbed by the academy but buster rhymes is in this film guys he fucking kung fu kicks michael myers and is a thing of beauty um we'll be over there for rants after dark and i will be singing the praises of halloween uh resurrection I dozed off. I blacked out. Uh, I didn't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Fuck you. Uh, it's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely check so us good. out. Check us out. Uh, watch, do as we do. I'll watch along for uh, Halloween Resurrection. Brandon, I, I try to keep Brandon from killing me. The entire, <laughs> the it, is, entire it is. It is definitely process. in the bottom three for me, Halloween-wise. It, it and Rob Zombie's Halloween Two are neck and neck for the two worst Halloween movies ever. Um, You're and, wrong. And part and part six, um, the producer's cut has Michael Myers um, having sex with his his 15 year old niece, and I'd still put that movie over Resurrection. <laughs> uh, I see. Uh, ped- pedophilia, uh, Buster Rhymes. I'm gonna choose Buster Rhymes every time. <laughs> Just gonna say that. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh shit, guys! Uh, definitely follow us. Uh, NXT Evolution on all social meds. Um, definitely check out Wrestling Ruined uh, as we, you know, we just did uh, King of the Ring '95, which probably one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Travis was hammered drunk during it. Um, and then uh, definitely check out NGW guys at nextgentn.net/slash/tickets. For uh, tickets, we've announced some big names. Uh, 
Dalton Castle and the boys. Um, Speedball Bailey, the X Division champion right now. Uh, he's going to be there. Matt Cross is defending the title. Uh, Rich, Rich, Swan. Rich Swan makes his return. Um, definitely check us out, guys. Uh, follow us at NextGenTN. And, um, but yeah, but um, glad we got to do an episode. Hopefully, the sound quality is pretty good. Um, and uh, wrestling recommendations next episode Undertaker versus Recommendation Undertaker mm-hmm. versus Brett the Hitman Hart from One Night Only. Um, that is actually for the WAF title as well, correct? It is. There we go. It's okay. on a show where Brett Hart, our British Bulldog, dedicates his European title defense to his dying uh, sister who has cancer, and then Shawn Michaels beats him. <laughs> You're goddamn right, he does. You know what Shawn Michaels wasn't doing? Fucking uh, GHC and um, their fucking wives and cornhole them when they were fucking passed out. We don't know that. We do not know that. I'm gonna. Uh, we we know Di- that we know that Diana did. Well, Diana gets involved in that match, so Bulldog probably GH GH beat her that night. Oh my god! It did so. GN Cedar. GN Cedar. They're just supplements, honey. They're just supplements. Your fucking orange juice, bitch. Oh shit, guys! I'm Eddie, and this is Travis Lasseter, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.